everyone, and welcome to Making Me. I'm your host, Christine, and I'm so glad you could join me today. I'm going to put a brief disclaimer here that I may sound a little low energy. I'm trying my best to stay enthusiastic, um, not get too deep today, um, but the topic that we're going to be talking about also compounded with the fact that I myself am exhausted. Um, it's it's going to make this podcast a little bit more... Um, how do I say it? It's going to make it less haha and more like, oh, interesting, insightful, that sort of thing. So um, please bear with me. Um, what's been going on in my life? Yeah, that's been a thing. Um, first off, getting Taylor Swift tickets today has been awful, terrible, the worst experience. I have ever had trying to buy tickets for a concert, including her past ones. So I'm just like, I'm still in line. I have it open in the other tab. So I'm just, I'm hoping and praying that I get in finally. I was in and it kicked me out. So yeah, I, I'm just like really tired watching this orange line moving, but you do what you got to do, right? On top of that, work this past week has been hectic, crazy. I feel like I have not been able to take a breather. Um, just been a lot of a lot of work popping up, a lot of issues, a lot of emails, a lot of messages, like just nonstop, um, and it's out of my control. So, just hearing the ping is is a lot for me right now. <laughs> And, um, I'm hoping it slows down. Probably won't. Um, luckily I have next week off so I can truly disconnect, not even think about it, um, not even hear the, the sound of my computer going off. I, I don't, I don't need to touch it. So very, very excited for that. Speaking of next week, I will not be releasing an episode next week just because I do want to truly disconnect I don't, I, I just don't want to be online at all. I don't want to be on a computer. I don't want to stare at a screen at all. Um, I just want to enjoy my time with my family and friends. On top of that, <laughs> I try to take care of myself for once, right? Because I, I usually don't. I'm not great at self-care. My self-care is, is, um, kind of self-sabotaging where I stay up late and just think um and that's not really self-care so I went in to get a massage done because I was like oh that's that's that would be good that would be good for me like turn off my mind you know kind of relax the muscles all good things (laughs) I literally I get back to my apartment set up my desk for work and immediately pull a muscle in my neck so terribly. I have never felt this amount of pain in my neck before. I've gotten sore necks before, like where I couldn't like twist it or something. Like this was excruciating. It shot up something into my head, caused a headache, and then shot like shock waves down my whole entire left side of my body. So it was like, 
my my arm and my leg they were all like numb for a couple of seconds and the pain in my neck i can't even describe it to you it felt horrible and lucky for me um this lasted all day on friday so that was really terrible because i was looking forward to the things that i had this weekend and it kind of took away like half of those things so pretty disappointing and i also wanted to clean and of course i can't clean if i can barely move like i couldn't even breathe comfortably i was struggling so hard it's like if i moved i would be hurt if i was sitting i was hurt but if i laid down even more hurt if i was standing up and walking hurt like it's just any little tiny thing would make the shock happen in my neck and it was awful so I ended up going to urgent care on Saturday morning, got some medication for that, got lidocaine just stabbed into my neck, um, which was absolutely amazing, by the way. It was really scary because as soon as she finished shooting it in, um, as soon as the doctor finished like injecting it, I almost passed out. I was like, what? what? And I don't have a problem with like needles or shots or anything like that, but... I think it was just the lidocaine, like, taking effect. It, like, numbs everything. And since it was so close to, like, my head, I was like, whoa, you know? Like, crazy. Um, So that was a little scary. But it's been better now. We are able to move our neck around now. So no complaints further. Just hoping that I... I'm hoping for a break in the near future. I'm really I'm really hoping that this week-long break from work provides some rest and relaxation for me, that no incidents or situations happen, and I can just enjoy my time. Maybe that's too much to ask for, but I don't think that's unreasonable, and I'm still going to hope for it, even if it is. Um, that kind of wraps up my week. The week in in the world or in the country rather um the midterm elections were last week and ended up being great um super great for democrats um really really excited about that because there's so many important things that are on the line including abortion lgbtq rights you know like pay all that kind of stuff but I'm just hoping that the representatives actually listen to the people that vote, voted for them. Um, there are issues, again, that w- we as a country are very passionate about and our representatives and leaders have not been listening to us in the past. And I just hope that this is a change that they realize that we do, you know, carry some power. And if you don't vote for what we want you will be removed from office. And and so I'm, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, like hoping that they do keep that in mind. They do remember that and they do their job morally, um, which is a pretty big ask, but I'm going to ask it anyways. <laughs> other than that, I don't think I have any other news to share. Let's get started with our topic. Um, we're going to talk about perfectionism today and this is something that was recently brought to my attention but something that i have been struggling with all of my life 
Um, and it's kind of come to a catalyst this year and I didn't know where to pinpoint the problem and now I, I do and it's perfectionism. Um, at least one part of the issue is. And so I want to talk about what perfectionism is, what does it do to you, and how you can adjust your mindset in order to open yourself up to better results and um, kind of put perfectionism in, in the past. So I'm really excited to share what I've learned this week. Well, let's get started. So what is perfectionism? I think some people get it confused with trying to achieve your goals in a healthy way. Perfectionism is, is not a healthy habit. According to Good Therapy, which is a website um, that drew from many different resources, perfectionism is not the same thing as striving to be your best. Perfectionism is not about healthy achievement and growth. So people may say, and I did a poll on the Instagram, if perfectionism motivates you. And I got half and half results where some people said it did and some people said it didn't. And I think that is just a miscommunication or a misunderstanding of what perfectionism really is. It's good to be motivated and want to do something to the best of your ability that's healthy. Where it gets unhealthy and where perfectionism comes into play is where you cannot submit something until it is back and forth like 100% like you're certain on it like there are no mistakes you know it will be received well etc and so forth it's kind of impractical and unrealistic to be perfect at something let alone everything there are going to be things that you're good at there's going to be things that you're not good at in every sector of your life and with perfectionism, it makes us feel as bad as like an F on the report card. Or it makes us feel as bad as our parents reprimanding us. It, it, it brings about a large amount of insecurity, thinking that you're never good enough. And it can really affect someone's mental health. Um, in turn, that affects all other pieces of their life. I wrote down on this Monday morning, it's not even 9am and I'm already stressed out, anxious, and sad. I wish I could escape these feelings. I wish I wasn't like this. I wish I knew how to cope. I feel like perfectionism has followed me in every part of my life when it came to being the perfect kid, being the perfect student, being the perfect friend. All of those kind of things. And it really, really bothered me if I didn't meet those requirements that I set in my head. And I think it continues now in the work setting. Even with this podcast, like this is something fun. This is a hobby that I have. And I've re-recorded this episode now three times because ironically I didn't feel like what I was saying was even good enough to edit I didn't feel captured by my words in a certain way and so I scraped everything I deleted everything 
and I'm starting fresh. You know, a little bit more pressure on me now because I want to get it edited on time still and I'm delayed by a day. So that adds a layer of stress that I didn't necessarily need to have if I just accepted that, you know what, maybe an episode or two, or it, they're not going to be perfect, but they're going to be mine. If I had just accepted that, things would have been a lot easier. I remember before releasing like the trailer, I needed confirmation from people that, hey, like whatever you put out there, like it's going to be okay. Like if it's not perfect, that's fine. You're just starting out. And it took so much encouragement just to get me to press that post button. So again, it's something that I'm definitely working through every day. And it shouldn't be. Honestly, like I <laughs> I should have learned this lesson back freshman year of college. And I'll tell you why. I took a circuits class, not circus circuits get it right I took a circuits class freshman year of college and did really well in it um but it came to down to the final and the final was this lab that you had to complete get the correct answer for show the TA and then you were excused you had three hours in order to get this done leading up to this final I had written down all the instructions for myself so that I knew which pins go where which gates I wanted to use etc however when I got to the actual lab I didn't trust myself and I again I wanted things to be perfect so I did it step by step and I checked each step and I was like, does this give me the correct answer? And after a couple of, of movement, uh, wire movements, I didn't get the answer that I was looking for. And I was really, really worried. I was like, oh my God, I've messed up on my logic. This is awful. I'm not going to pass. Like, I got to do this from scratch now. And so I kept building it, rebuilding it, breaking it down, rebuilding it, testing it seeing that it wasn't working like I thought it would, rebuilding, so on and so forth. So we are now two hours and 50 minutes into this final. I'm one of the last people in there and I am just so frustrated and tired that I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do what I had written down on the paper, show, you know, I tried my best. There is something there, so maybe I'll get a few points here or there. But I was really disappointed in myself. Fast forward like five minutes. I've completed everything. I test it. It all works. It works perfectly. So maybe the steps weren't perfect, but the end result was. I took that as a lesson to trust my gut and to trust what I know. But I should have also taken it as a lesson to not focus so much on the individual steps to get to the conclusion, but to use those steps as a learning method or, you know, as a lesson in order to get to that end result. And I think that applies to my work now where 
I'll get a big project and I'll break it down into little steps, but I want every little step to be perfect. And that's just not realistic. To work efficiently, like you have to just take the steps that you think are necessary. Doesn't mind if they're not perfect. Just go through them, get to the end result, and then have someone check the end result. Have someone check that final draft of your document. Have someone check the final code. Have someone check, you know, all of the calculations that you've done at the end. Because yeah, it's a pain to like get it sent back with a lot of edits, but it's less painful than sending an update like every day and getting edits back every single day. It's less painful than that, you know? For both you and whoever you're sending it to. It might be your manager, your boss, a colleague, whatever. And I feel like that has really inhibited me personally from achieving my goals as a professional. Um, Has really been a barrier, a, a, a block in the road. I know that I went through a lot this year and... Work was the one thing that I thought I could control. And so I wanted it to be perfect. I wanted it so desperately to be perfect. I wanted everything that I worked on to be A plus gold star material. And so I was basically being asked to be micromanaged. I was not getting the work done in an efficient manner. Because I was embarrassed for speaking up if I didn't know something. If I wasn't the perfect employee, I was embarrassed. And that really sucks. It sucks for me. It it sucks for my coworkers that depended on me for certain things. And it's hard to kind of draw conclusions and, and, and kind of put two and two together now out of any time of the year like I've been struggling this whole year and now I feel like I kind of have a grasp of what is happening in my brain but it's okay it's the necessary steps that I needed and again I'm not a perfect person there is no perfect timeline nothing So since I've been going through these kind of struggles, I've been in very open communication with my manager, just discussing how I'm doing externally, like outside of work, and how that's affecting me, and also what, how work is affecting me. And I've been very open with saying that I just don't think I'm putting out good work, and i don't know kind of what I want in my career anymore. I am still passionate about the things that I've always been passionate about, but it seems like my personality or the way that I go about things has changed and it's just been a very hard adjustment. So I've been very open about this and she's been super supportive and gave me a resource that talks about career development and growth that's provided by the company I work for. So in this resource, there's a ton of different links of different plans that you can like map out what you want to do, how you want to talk to your manager about it, etc. and so forth. The one thing that really caught my eye was this course. 
and it was the 10 top skills of 2025, basically mapping out what are recruiters, what are employees, employers, etc. What are they looking for when it comes to a new hire, a current hire, etc. Like what are what is the standard going to be? What is the minimum? And I found it really really interesting and so I just started and I kid you not the first video in it was a course on LinkedIn learning. It's called Innovating Out of Crisis. If you want to watch it yourself, it's less than an hour long. And she talks about how we can remove barriers and be more innovative in our thinking. And I think unknowingly, she brings up a lot of points that go towards perfectionism and how we want it. So the first thing she addresses is we're getting comfortable with our discomfort. And when I heard this, I took it one way and then she took it another way. And I was like, oh, that's how you're supposed to think about it. That's not how I've been thinking about it. That's crazy. And I saw that as a bad thing. When I saw those those words on the screen, I said, bad. You're correct, but bad. I have gotten comfortable with the discomfort of knowing that I'm not going to produce perfect work and I'm not the perfect person. But that's stopping me. I'm comfortable with not doing the work that needs to be done. I'm not moving forward with it. I'm not using it as a learning lesson. I'm just at a standstill, but I'm comfortable in that discomfort. She took it a different way where she said, you're getting comfortable with your discomfort being you're fine with going outside of the standard quo to try to find a solution. You're comfortable with not knowing the answers because you're comfortable doing the learning and the experimenting and the research. You're comfortable with that. So you're fine with not knowing all the answers. And that was really eye-opening because I didn't think that you could think like that. I, I am a ball of stress, a ball of anxiety, and I automatically go to the bad thing the bad thought. And this was a more hopeful answer for me. And it was really, really healing to hear that, you know, you might feel discomfort and that's totally normal. It's what you do with it. It's how you find comfort in the, in the discomfort. Do you find comfort not doing anything? Probably not. You're probably still anxious about it. But that's what perfectionism does. It makes you feel anxious. She also brings up how we should be shifting our mindset. And this can be in in different ways. So one example she had was from perfection to learning. And this is going to go against a lot of the standards and principles that we grew up with. We were grown up to follow the rules follow the examples, not really go off the beaten path. 
And that's still kind of enforced to this day when it comes to certain types of work. We're getting better at it, but it is still an iffy topic, especially when bringing it up to people of the older generation. You can say, I'm an artist, and they're like, okay, but what's your quote-unquote real job? How do you make money? And it's hard because... As someone who grew up so invested in school and grew up so invested in following the rules, following the examples, getting my work done on time, all that kind of stuff, and not it was kind of an automatic process for me. It was never an emotional process for me. So it's difficult now going from that to a more experimental stage of my life where employers are looking for people who have a drive, think out of outside the box, are creative, stuff like that when when that has never been instilled in me. And it's hard to just switch that off. And I feel like that has been a huge struggle this year for myself. I think that that has definitely prevented me from growing in my field of work because I'm at the same time that I'm doing my work, I'm trying to teach myself how to do things on my own basically. How to come up with my own ideas. And that's challenging after 24 years of not doing that. She also mentions from resource scarce to inventive. So again, not knowing all the answers, being stressed out about that, and kind of just accepting that, accepting the I don't knows. Take that, learn from it, and go into, okay, who can I reach out to for this? What kind of resources are there out there for me? Is there... Is there anything I can do to gather more information? And the last thing I want to highlight is she says, take on a glass half full mindset. Now this is very hard for me. (laughs) It is challenging. I am definitely a negative Nancy most of the time in my head where I think of worst case scenarios. I think of what bad things happen more than the good things, more than what has happened. And it's easier said than done to switch your mentality from a half empty to a half full because my perspective is half empty, well, then might as well just be empty. And to have that kind of mentality is really rough because you just get no motivation, nothing done. Whereas a glass half full mindset, trying to incorporate that recently has been super helpful because I realize how far I've come, how much I've learned and grown um, in this past year. And, and I'm able to take that and move forward with my life and move forward with the projects and feel confident in what I'm doing. Confidence is a huge thing. And with perfectionism, that takes it away from you. So having that glass half full mindset, 
kind of puts the confidence back into yourself saying, well, I accomplished this thing, this thing, and this thing. I can surely accomplish the next three. And again, it's something that we hear a lot. Just like the one step at a time, one day at a time. But once you kind of reflect on that and meditate on it and really, really try to implement it in your life, it ha- it has brought such peace. It was like an instant relief when I heard that phrase and I and I dwelt on it. Dwelt on it? Dwelt? Am I from the Bible? What? When I... <laughs> When I, you know, thought about it and pondered it for a long time last night, it it did bring, like, immediate relief to the the craziness called my brain. And and, and that was really, really helpful. So I wanted to share that with y'all because I don't know if anyone else is feeling the way that I'm feeling or have been feeling this past year, but... It's definitely something that brought peace to me. And if I can share that peace with anyone, I am more than happy to do so. That's going to take us to the end of today's episode. I want to thank you all for listening. Again, um, I've gotten some really nice messages in the past couple of days, past couple of weeks about this. And it is so so heartwarming. So thank you. I will be posting on the Instagram uh, where you can leave your comments, what you think about perfectionism, how it's affected you or, you know, any mantras or things that have helped you out with this topic. And that's going to take it that that's going to be all for me today. So please remember to follow the podcast on Spotify and Instagram. Have a great Thanksgiving. Take care of yourself. Take care of one another. And I'll see y'all in the next episode. Bye!